0: Welcome to More Than A Few Words, Marketing Conversation for Business Owners. This is your host, Lorraine Ball. And I have a confession to make. I am a networking junkie. I love getting out and meeting people. And so, unlike people with other addictions, I'm not looking for a cure for my networking addiction because I think it's healthy for my business. I know that lots of business owners don't necessarily love networking. And that's why I've written a book on the subject and I've taught hundreds and hundreds of business owners the tricks to improving their networking skills. And I've had lots of conversations about networking, including this one from our archive, where Jared Jewett and I sat down in the front seat of my car to talk about networking almost ten years ago. A lot has changed since we had that conversation, but the tips on marketing are as good and relevant as they ever were. Okay, here's the show. This is Lorraine Ball.
1: This is Jared Jewett.
0: And today, we're coming to you from the front seat of my car.
1: This is a Round Peg Mobile coming to you live. <laughs>
0: Today's marketers are on the go, and to be successful as a marketer and a business owner, you got to get out and
1: meet people. Today we want to talk to you about kind of the value of networking, kind of the value you can get out of those face-to-face resources that you make, uh, putting yourself out there in the community.
0: And not just the value, we're going to jump in to a conversation about how do you do this, because I'm going to tell you, most people look at networking like going to a middle school dance. Yeah. Remember that feeling? Oh,
1: absolutely. Sure.
0: (laughs) Hanging out in the corner, staring at your shoes. Oh,
1: man. I was scrawny. I have glasses. You know, I I understand the feeling.
0: (laughs) And the truth is that all along you were sitting there and you were hoping that someone would ask you to dance, and the person standing next to you probably wanted to do just that. Now, I would love to tell you that people outgrow that, but they really don't.
1: No. I don't think you ever really do. I mean... uh, we should really get into the nuts and bolts of what it takes to make yourself comfortable in those situations because, I mean, maybe you are one of those people who, who has yet to become comfortable.
0: So, how do you get comfortable? The first thing is a little bit of practice.
1: One of the best things you can do is look at your calendar. Uh, find some sort of community calendar if you can and kind of graph them onto one another. Find, see if you can find some events that are interesting to you, particularly ones that, that you have some sort of expertise in. I mean, if you're an insurance uh, agent, go look for some uh, insurance you know, meetups, some gatherings of people who are also sales agents. And, and that's really a good place to kind of start uh, uh, getting comfortable with people who understand the things you want to talk about.
0: And the beautiful thing about that kind of a strategy is it's a really low-stress environment because you're not walking in feeling like you have to sell something. And actually, at any networking event, getting your head around the idea that you're there just to have the conversations is really important
1: one of the most important things you can do actually walking into one of those, uh, sort of meetups or gatherings is, is knowing, not necessarily practicing lines that you're going to speak verbatim, right? But, but having understanding of how the flow of conversations need to go, uh, to be kind of efficient for you. Cause you only have a certain amount of time really to talk to people unless you're going to be there, you know, until 10 PM or whatever. But for most of us, we just don't have the luxury of that kind of time. So, uh, do yourself a favor, kind of practice the flow of conversation with, just for so people you know uh, and take notice uh, especially when you're introducing yourself to people not at these kind of networking events you know what works for you and what doesn't take what works to these events
0: and practice not just talking about yourself practice the questions practice making the transition from you know this is what I do but what do you do um, yeah this is the first time I'm here you know What events do you go to? What other organizations do you belong to? Anything to get the other person talking.
1: And don't forget that you're really here to build resources. You're not necessarily here to sell something. You don't want to come across that way. What, uh, what you want to do is make the other person feel comfortable uh, becoming a partner or, or a resource to you. So asking those kind of questions and getting them involved and, and showing that uh, you're actually interested in the things that they have to say is much more valuable to you in those situations than coming across and saying, This is who I am trying to sell you this.
0: Well, and the reality is, you're not going to sell anything um, over rubber chicken and stale <clears> Danish. <throat> But you can waste an awful lot of time. And I see this a lot as business owners go to an event and they're so happy to find someone who will listen to them that they never stop to find out, are they talking to the right person? Mm -mm. And those questions help you do that. Right. So let's say you've been talking to someone for a while. Um, Your objective is not necessarily to have an extended conversation with them. How do you kind of... (laughs) Break off gradually and go on to that next person.
1: Sure. One of the most valuable things you can do is ask for a business card, right? Once you've grabbed the business card, if you don't think the conversation, uh, you know, is, if the conversation really isn't a a value add to your time at the moment, it's okay to just say, you know, I've had a wonderful time talking, you know, thank you for your business card. I'll make sure to follow up with you. Um,
0: Okay. Now here, I'm going to say, I'm going to challenge you and disagree just a little bit is if, um, if I know that at the end of the conversation there's really no common ground,
1: okay, sure. okay,
0: I'm not going to promise to follow up.
1: Oh, okay.
0: Uh, you know, can I have your card? Um, you know, I've really enjoyed the conversation. I'll look forward to seeing you at another one of these events.
1: Sure. Because
0: if I know that this person, their target market is different from mine, they really don't have a need for my services, I don't want to create an expectation mm-hmm. that there's going to be a conversation. Yeah, that's fair. That isn't going to work for either of us.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I I understand going into that. I, I guess the hope for me is when I'm going into <laughs> if, when I'm going into uh, one of these kind of meetups or gatherings that that I really am looking to build some sort of resource or relationship with as many people as I can. So, but I mean that's fair in situations where I'm meeting people, or I guess there really is nothing that we can gain from one another. That's that's a good way to go about it.
0: You know. Um And there may come a time where, you know, again, I've kept the door open. I may see Mm -hmm. them at another event. We may chat at that other event and let the relationship grow that way. I am very careful to reserve the, hey, I'd love to have coffee. Mm -hmm. I'd like to follow up. I want to have a longer conversation. I'm very careful to offer that to those people that really make sense. Oh, absolutely. Okay, so you go home. You got this stack of business cards. Now what?
1: All right, so this this is a scale kind of thing. If, if you were truly there as uh, representing your business or representing yourself as a business owner, um, then I would hope that maybe you have some sort of CRM process that you're using, right? So you, it really is worth your time to go through those business cards. Maybe you've taken notes on the back of those business cards and, and remembered the conversations you've had with those people. And... Uh, and and so you can enter that information into your CRM. So when you do decide to contact those people, you say, "Oh, hey, you know, my name is Jared. Uh, I love talking to you about, you know." Uh Topics X, Y, Z, you know, promised you'd follow up. You know, how are we doing? How, how can we work together? And those are all sorts of things you actually need to have in your CRM. That's not just in the back of your mind. I mean, you, you have you have physically, tangibly written them somewhere.
0: Well, and you want to put down things more than just kind of where someone worked. Yeah. Um, a good example is, you know, having a conversation with you. I meet you at a networking event, and I find out that you sing, mm-hmm, that sure. you're into music. If I make a note of that in my CRM, and I see information on a concert, I might send that to you and say, hey, have you seen this? Because it is the more personal things that help build that relationship.
1: I mean, that was one of the most valuable things I ever learned. My background is originally actually in public relations. When you're building those media contact relations is to have, I mean, a a lot of, you know, PR people don't necessarily have a CRM you know, that they use uh, for sales, but what they'll do is they'll keep a spreadsheet of all the names of, of the contacts, the reporters, the agents, and they'll have things like how many kids do they have? You know, Do they like dogs? Do they like cats? And these are the, the things that you can actually bring up in conversation, and it works wonders with, with building relationships.
0: There is nothing better than sending someone something that really is valuable to mm-hmm. them. They're going to remember. They're going to remember if... If you tell me that what you're trying to do is meet guitarists, and I find someone who's a kick-ass guitarist, and I introduce you, and you guys end up performing or working together, not only is that good for both of you, but it's good for me, because you're going to remember that I put you together.
1: Right. And it's that value add that you can bring to the table that other people can't uh, that really strengthens those relationships and gives you credibility.
0: The other thing that I really think is important is timing. If I meet you at a networking event, um, I can't wait a week or two to follow up. By then, you've forgotten me. And so if you're looking at your schedule as a business owner and you're like, okay, I'm going to go to these five networking events this week, you better have five hours afterwards to get the contacts into your database, to send the follow-up notes, to have those add-on conversations. Or you're wasting your time.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So, so is it a smart idea then for business owners to, I mean, truly build that into their networking plan, into their resource plan? Yeah.
0: Yeah, absolutely. You want to have time okay. to meet the people, and then time to follow up.
1: Right. Because I'm a huge fan <laughs> of standardization. So for me, it, it really would work <laughs> to say to say, okay, I'm going to X event on Tuesday and on Thursday. I, I mean, that and that's late. Mm-hmm. But on Thursday, I've set aside an hour. Uh, you know, in my in my planner, to mm-hmm. to just go through those contacts.
0: I um I used to do it when I was coming back from uh, networking events. I would actually read emails to Rebecca mm. while I'm driving, which is probably not the smartest <laughs> thing in the world. But if there were just a half a dozen people, I would read her the emails and have her send them quick notes. Hey, I really enjoyed meeting you. Would love to have a longer conversation. Those notes would get back to their offices Mm -hmm. before I did. Now, that's less impressive today with mobile phones. Sure. But 10 years ago, that really knocked people out, that I could be that quick and that responsive. Right. So part of it is surprising and delighting and and creating the expectation that you valued the Mm -hmm. conversation.
1: So let's let's go on the other flip side of that coin and kind of rewind it back to where we were talking about people who may not be comfortable in these situations. Uh, let's talk a little bit about kind of the value of a wingman or a wingwoman, right?
0: I love that. There is a value and then there is a dependency. So you got to kind of oh, yeah. manage it. Yeah. But going to a networking event, I always like to go to a networking event with someone who's got very different contacts mm-hmm. than I do. Because we walk into the room together, we may walk around together for a little while, but then we're going to divide. Mm-hmm. You know, um, I'm going to go over here and have this conversation. She's going to go over there. At some point in the conversation, I'm like, you know what? You should meet my friend, Pat. Yeah. Walk over right. and introduce you to Pat. Now we're each going to meet more people, kind of cross-introduced mm-hmm. to each other. Mm-hmm. The downside of the wing woman is, if you spend, or the wingman, is spending too much time Talking to the person you came with
1: Oh yeah Oh, absolutely! They need to be there uh, again as as another resource. So, if there is a conversation, for instance, that you know at the end of it there isn't going to be any sort of reciprocal relationship at the end, there's nothing you can actually gain from building that relationship. But your you know wingman or wingwoman might. It's it, that's a very good out, right? It's a very good way uh, to kind of to kind of ease out of the conversation, right? And mm-hmm. b- bring someone else in who may actually be a value add for this person.
0: Absolutely, and you know I can talk about networking for hours and end because it's it's a fascinating fascinating subject, but I think that the thing that I want business owners to sort of take away from this first conversation is this idea, of if you're going to do it, do it right. Mm-hmm. Instead of trying to get to 20 events, go to five. Instead of being a member of six different organizations, pick one that you're on the board and you're really active sure. and do more to create a quality impression in a tighter circle. I think you'll get more referrals.
1: Sure. I think that's a fantastic idea. And if you find yourself, you know, even if you do are the person who goes to 20, but you do find that one that really fits you, uh, not only uh, can you use it to gain those resources and relationships, but I mean, if you do become someone on the board, now you're building credibility and authenticity and authority for yourself and and you've killed two birds with one stone.
0: Absolutely. So you can make lots of friends on social media, (laughs) but you need to get out and meet the people every now and then. And if you'd like to learn more about networking, maybe pick up a few skills you can practice when you're out networking, be sure to grab a copy of my Building Healthy Networking Habits Lessons from a Networking Junkie, available on Amazon. This has been another episode of More Than a Few Words. Thanks for listening.